Okay, uh, it's what's the game plan, and uh, we have a few special guests here. But first of all, Ballo, do you want to apologise for something? Um, yeah, I apologise for giving you uh, one of my picks at the weekend, and uh, that pick won, and uh, the one that I settled for so that you could use that pick uh, might have slipped up. You know, rookie mistake. I went for the early kickoff. Should always stay away from the early kickoff. But uh, you know. It was too easy. It was getting too easy. We already made people extra money. So we just want them to reinvest that extra two, three quid, whatever they earned, and just reinvest that. It's it's free money again. Okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's very it's very important that we both stay home like you have and blame someone else. But uh yeah, I think uh, luckily we're gonna make uh we're gonna make a lot more money than you can even imagine this week because it's the Cheltenham Festival. And uh thank God we have two great men here who are going to lead us the way and make us a ton of money. And you're, you're probably saying, who, who are these guys? Like, why should I be listening to them? Well, <laughs> I probably gave away one. <laughs> but we have a twice champion tipster in Joey Walsh's. Winner of several individual days in them tips in that same tipster competition. And uh, each one uh, paid handsomely. <laughs> uh, what you got? That's Mick Kelly and uh, his partner in crime and uh, known as the Handicap King. Uh, and with over 70 years of betting experience between them, they're going to take us through Cheltenham. And <laughs> do you want to... Uh, do you wanna... uh, thanks very much, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, we'll go through them and... Once we show a profit at the end of it, that's the object of it. So, Mark, I might let you in on the first race. So that's it, you. And by yes. the way, we're starting. We're starting on Wednesday because we air on Wednesday. We're skipping Tuesday because, uh, you know, beginners' luck it happens on the first day. You don't really need that. Yes, gentlemen. <laughs> so we start on Wednesday, then will we? And yeah. uh, we've got some seven more. seven races each day. So there's, uh, there's, there's 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 plenty of time to make money, and. Um, Wednesday we start with the the Ballymore Novice Hurdle, um, and this is a, a fairly hot race which has produced some great horses over the years. They've gone on to win gold cups and and uh, big chases at Christmas at Leopardstown. So a pretty small field this year we have. We've only seven runners. Um, haven't seen that in a long time. So uh, obviously a lot of them are scared of the the favourites, but we have Bob Ollinger, Galliard de Mesnel, and Brave Man's Game. The first three in the betting. And they're all very special horses. There's nothing between the three of them. Um, Galliard de Mesnel for Willie Mullins. He's uh, run very well and won over two and a half miles at Leopardstown at the Dublin Festival. And Brave Man's Game comes from Paul Nichols' stable. Paul, rec- Paul reckons this is the new Den Man and is going to be a great chaser and one to watch out for in the future. Uh, he stays very well and he won the, the big race at Newbury there a while ago, the Chalo. Uh, unfortunately, not many Challow winners have gone on to win at Cheltenham for some reason, but we'll see how he goes. And then there's Bob Ollinger, the favourite at the moment, around 2-1 to one for Henry de Bromhead. This lad only had one run as a novice and won well. And on his first run this year, him and Fernie Hollow, unfortunately who's injured, sprinted clear on the way down to the last uh, in a novice race. And he was only beaten a half a length and he's since won easily twice uh, he, he's highly rated, and uh, I'm not even going to talk about the rest of them. I think this is the banker to get us started for the, the three days and get your money on Bob Ollinger. Yes, fair, fair point there, Mark. I'd be a bit afraid of the uh, Brave Man's Game that you mentioned. See, um, Nichols seems pretty sweet on him, but we'll, we'll roll along on Bob Ollinger. But, like, Mark, we might try to keep this to an hour or so if we can, so there's no need to get through that. That was my shortest one. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, our next um, race up the and unlike the first one, just the um, the novice chase. Um, this looks uh, not a formality for monkfish. It's very very hard to pick anything. that's likely to likely to beat him. Um, he was, uh, won the Albert Bart last year, and he seems. At least as good at chasing, if not not even better. So, I I don't think there's even point in looking for one to come in to beat him. No, he's hardly as as Ted Walsh would say a, a betting man's price. But uh, at the same time, you know, if you're doing a lucky fifteen or something over the first day or sorry the second day or even over a couple of days, he'd be one that I, I just can't see being beaten. But um, I don't know. What's your opinion on Mark? <coughs> yeah, no, I'd agree with you. <coughs> there, sorry, excuse me. <coughs> 
Monkfish, he's the best horse in the race by a mile. He has all the, the form and the class, and he jumps brilliantly. I can't see him being beaten either now at this stage. He, he is the hottest price of that day for certain by, by a long shot as well. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, he's he's odds on. He's two to one on. He, like for the for the the small punters, I wouldn't be betting on this race really, you know. But ju it's just for the the people doing doubles and trebles. Uh, he's worth putting in. Only worth showing him when you see a short place. That though, that over the last ten years, just about twenty six percent of favourites have won over the four days. So it means that close to seventy four percent of them don't win. But yeah. I reckon this that'll be. This had to be in the twenty-four percent. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, should we move on well, to the Coral uh, Cup? Well, that, that, Sorry, that's your bank. That's your locked in. Oh, for 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 the second day, yeah, 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 yeah for the second day. Okay. Well, it's yeah. mine anyway. Yeah, that's mix. Yeah, mine is Bob Ollinger for the second day. Yeah. We got two lock ins already. I'd love that's to hear it. it. <clears> yeah, confidence flowing well, already. That's, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Have a look at that. The next one, we're on to the Coral Cup. Um, an absolute crazy race with 26 runners. So, I mean, I could talk all day, but I'm not going to. Anything could win this. It's an each-way bet, whatever uh, you do. Don't uh, be doing anything else. Because Paddy Powers is here paying seven places. So, you have a good each-way chance there. Um, the favourites are both from Ireland, Grand Raw and Kosheri. Um, both going handicaps for the first time. But... Um, for me, um, on the English side, Thomas Derby, the top weight, has a chance. But those three are all carrying first three in the, the weights. So let's look for something down near the bottom of the weights. And I think number 23, Guard Your Dreams, trained by Twiston Davis at 12 to 1, was flying home in the Betfair hurdle over two miles. This is two and a half, and he loved the ground. And with a nice low weight, 12 to 1, a great each way bet. Should you, uh, in races like this, should you be more looking at, like, what trainer has the most horses in it? Because, uh, like, a trainer with a lot of horses in it can kind of dictate how the field's going to go. You can set a, a pacemaker, you can box a lad in you don't like, you know, it's, uh, that, would yeah. you look at that at all? Not in this race. This is this is a cavalry charge. They won't have time to block anyone in. It's, you'll need lots of luck as well here, so it'll be... Uh, a long run in from the last, and I've seen horses jump in the last in 10th and 12th win in this race, so it's it's wide open. Um, but I think something with a maybe a lower weight might count, you know, because the big weight coming up the hill will be tough. But so, but anyway, look, you could pick you could pick one of any 11 or 12 in that race, and just uh, that's my each way anyway, with seven places with Paddy Power. It definitely looks like a place pot runer by the looks of it, it would be very tough to keep the place pot going there, Shani. what were you then, yeah. yeah, I'd do, I'd go along with Mark. It's such an open race. Uh, I, I wouldn't prefer possibly uh, the one there. Um, you raised me up, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to go against Mark. Unfortunately, so you raised you raised me up as a non-runner anyway. So oh, he's gone, is he? He's gone okay. just to let you know and uh, say, lads, back in that and okay. ladies. Okay. Yeah. Plenty more are gonna drop by the time uh, these races run anyway. So. Uh, yeah, Anyways, avoid problem. that one like the plague. Uh, so, on to the next one. Okay, the champion chase is next up, uh, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. And again, I'm pretty strong on this one, Chak and Pursua as well. Um, he's produced like, some of the, the... His grade one win at Leopardstown was probably the, sort of the best form going into this. Looking through the down through the field, Politologue got a fairly soft lead, I think, in this race for a lot of it last year. I think it was Deffy to Soil ran the stinker in it, so it's hard to know that the true form of it. He was turned over by um, what do you call it, Bailey's or first flow as well. So I think the best form coming into the, the race is Shaq and Pursuat. His even money, I think, at the moment, unless he's shortened up from that, which I think isn't a bad price for him. I think he. I think if he jumps, if he, if he doesn't fall, I think he'll win it. I find that uh, with a lot of these big days like Aintree, Cheltenham, now it seems like uh, some trainers and jockeys tend to hit form. Do you see anything in the skeletons for any of these days, or particularly this day? Because uh, the skeletons seem like high up in the prices a bit. Do you think they could hit form? Get a few each ways. They certainly get a few uh, place horses, all right. But for the number of horses that have run on, you know, I doubt if there are that many, that many winners. I'd say uh, they um, skeletons a long price to be champion trainer at Cheltenham. Yeah, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, 
he'll, yeah. he'll get a few. He'll, he'll go close in a few. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of his but, horses, they win a lot, a lot of races, but maybe not always at the top quality ones. So they have yeah. in the last couple of Saturdays, but uh, a Just, lot of them wouldn't. The, I, I agree with Mick there. I think Shaco and Persuade will win. It's his first time in Cheltenham. That's the only worry, but he should be good enough. For anyone looking for a bit of value out there, the real punters, betting without the favourite can be done there. And it's nearly four to one the field after that. So it's, it's it's a great little race without the fav. If you want to do a bet, you'll get four to one on Noob Negra and four to one put the kettle on, four to one Politolog and five to one Force Flow. So that could be a bit of interest for those of you who don't want the back fabs, just to let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Without the fav, if you had to pick. Without the fab, or without the fab, um, if I was going for that, I'd stick with um Politolog because he won it last year and he's dead. Yeah, I go for slow there now. If um, but uh, my tip is Shaka Porswat. Yeah, but seven to one is very tempting without the fab there for first low. Just, uh, it is, yeah, yeah. Don't just remember he's a mud lark, so hopefully he gets his mood on Wednesday. I don't know whether he will or not, but sure, he's unbeaten, so it'll be interesting. Okay, and we're on to the next one with the famous Tiger Roll not being famous in favour here. Yeah, I suppose if we just go back to the previous race for a moment, saying that even money on Shaq and Persuade is a good price. I, I don't think even money on Easy Lad's a good price. Um, he was well-stuffed. Uh, it was last November, I think, he ran at Cheltenham. And he was he was well-beaten uh, in um, that, over the same uh, course and distance. Um, Tiger Roll has run... A good few bad races, all right. But bear in mind, he was even money to win this last year, and he's a year old. I suppose he's eleven now. But I would be taking a chance, not with the same confidence as my previous tips. But I certainly won't be back in Easy Land. And if I'm having a bet in the race, it'd be either Tiger Roll or Tiger Roll without Easy Land. And might I just say, Tiger Roll has been running stinkers in real life. <laughs> Virtually, uh, when uh, Red Rum in virtual races. So, uh, <laughs> how about you, Mark? Uh, well, yeah, well, Easy Land is hot favourite and probably deserves to be. It's a poor field apart from Tiger Roll. I'm a bit worried about Tiger Roll. Yeah, the fact he's had two bad runs in a row and he emptied out last time out. I know it was a shorter distance. I'd be worried. Um, I think the favourite at evens is no value. So I'm going to ch- chance a nil outsider here. Um, on number nine, Le Bruyne, 20 to 1 each way. His first time over the cross countries, he's a great stayer. He, he stays three and a half, four miles, no bother. And if he if he, he takes to the track at 20 to 1, you might get a bit of value each way there for the, the people that want a little few quid on an outsider. And uh, I think it was Kingswell Theatre who ran a great race not so long ago, wasn't it? Who uh, came out? No. What's the odds of him coming back? He beat, he beat Easy Land. Yeah. Yeah, he's won, the, he's won a couple of times around this course. He's 25 to 1, but uh, he, he's hit and miss. He could win or he'll be last. So it's, you're taking a risk. Yeah, major risk. But you know, it's all a big gamble anyway. It is a big <laughs> gamble. <laughs> <laughs> a gamble. Okay, should we keep going? We're on to the Grand Annual, the two-mile handicap chase of 4.15. Another... Uh, tough race, wide open um, and they, they go very fast in this race so you need a lot of luck uh, there's 20 runners uh, the only thing about this race is normally those who are up at the front win uh, it's very hard to come from behind because they go so fast and the ground will be quick enough uh, there's a couple of good ones in this, I like Zanza uh, who, who won very well two races back and was going easy at Cheltenham last time out when he fell three from home so he's been around here and at a 7-1 to one, he's a good chance and Iblio at 12 to 1 also has a good chance. Um, uh, he's won at Cheltenham before and hasn't been out of the first two in his last uh, five or six runs. The favourites are both Irish as well, but a wide open race. I'd be back in Zanza and Iblio each way, two English horses. That's um, what I'd be on unless Mick has something else he fancies. Hopefully, he's still running the game uh Sky Pirate. Is he still running? Yeah, Sky Pirate's gone, yeah. He's second favourite. He's won twice at Cheltenham this year, yeah. Yeah, so I give him a I give him a squeak, but it's not a race that I've huge um, huge confidence yeah. in. But 
my, actually my if you problem. if you back sky pirate watch him because he go he travels uh i don't remember you remember a horse called Harchibald, mick oh yeah yeah sky pirate's yeah. a bridle horse he looks like he's going to win every time he runs he cruises yeah. around so my, that's why I was, I, the only reason i didn't pick him is i thought he might be just get a bit outpaced and then when he gets going it might be too late but that's he's uh yeah he's definitely yeah. a good I'm horse yeah no doubt about it but watch yeah. him he like if he reminds you of Harchibald, if you remember him a great irish horse yeah he's, great he's, irish he's up close enough to the top of the weights i don't have it in front of me though but uh 50 he's, uh, yeah, he's all right number yeah. five in the weights yeah 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 so uh yeah that that would be my, my selection for it mark yeah right make the bumper your favorite race yeah yeah well it's, oddly enough it's the one of the few races that's already cost me money at Cheltenham. my, my auntie my auntie paul's uh, um horse then uh, let's be clear about it was taken out uh, he had run. He had run second to both uh, the favourite and the second favourite, uh, Kilcrute and um, Sir Gerhard in this. And I suppose I'm trying to say which of them being the easiest. <laughs> Sorry, Harry, both of them just steamed past him. But uh, I would come uh, for Sir Gerhard in in this. Um, I know he's this thing was um, uh, he's moved stable recently because of what what happened up in Gordon Elliott's. But you know. <laughs> I'm not sure it'll make. It's not as though he's moving to Ragball Rovers spot like he'd be down with Willie Mullins, and I, I can't see it causing a huge, a huge um, problem for him. So my, I know he's a shortish price enough in what is a very competitive race, but it'd be Sir Gerhard for me. Uh, will it concern you uh, what John is riding each of these horses just because they're both uh, Mullins and one's Rachel Blackmore and one's Paul Townend? There is, is the jockey going to be the difference here? I wouldn't say not in this instance anyway. I think Rachel Blackmore would be as good a jockey as there is around. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no hesitancy on that. But uh, I was written somewhere there where uh, Willie Mullins is a great record in this uh, race in the bumper, but a very poor record of winning it with his first choice. So if you're taking a short price on Kill Cruz, you know. Mullins may well win it if Sir Gerhard doesn't, but it may not be with him. And I also noticed that to be champion jockey, uh, it's one to three for Paul Townend to win. Uh, that, so to use that to your advantage, back in Townend might be the way forward in most of these races. Would that be, uh, that be reasonable? Well, in all the big... Yeah. <laughs> on good heart. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, he's you're right. But Paul Townend, you're, look, Willie Mullins has some great horses going this year, and Paul will be on them all. So, be very surprised if, if Willie's not top trainer and uh, Paul is the top jockey. And it is, I was li listening to Paul earlier on, actually, just there before you came on air, and uh, he was given the choice to between Kilcrute and Sir Gerard, and he went for Kilcrute. So, it's going to be a great race between the two of them. Hard to see anything else winning, um, but if definitely, uh, Mark. Sorry? Which would you go for yourself? Oh, well, with the ground turning on the good side, I'd go for Sir Gerard because he's a got, he's a, from a flat background and uh, he'll be, he, I think he'll quicken up better than Kilcrude up the hill. Mm. Uh, see, we'll see. How about we talk about day three? If he's uh, <coughs> a race. There. And uh, yep. actually, what would be your, what's your lucky 15 then for day two? Uh, if you name them out. Lucky fifteen, my God, Jez, that's tough. I, I think uh, if Mick will agree with me, I think we, <laughs> Monkfish, and uh, Shackham Persuas and uh, Sir Gerard in the bumper, a little treble there for a tenner, uh, for the for the interest that'll that'll get you back a nice uh, hundred odd euro, you know. That I would, would easy, be doing. easy money. Easy money. <laughs> We're gonna be rich. All right. right. So we're gonna move on to the hardest day of the week. Three. Day three, and to me, I find it's the hardest day of the week to back winners. Um, there's so many big fields and big handicaps. Um, so, Mick, you want to crack it off with the what's first on right. Thursday? This is this is the Marsh uh, chest. This is um, Envoy Allen, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah the, the great Envoy Allen. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's again, I, I, it's very hard to see him beaten. I think. Well, he's done over hurdles. He's probably done nearly as much in a year. He's nearly done as much over chase, and, and very hard to see him beaten. He better not get beaten. I've, this is one of the few anti-posts better done. It's uh, in by Allen in a double with um, Paisley Park to win the uh, the Stairs hurdle uh, later on. And so, 
but I'd be very confident of him winning. Now, again, he's not going to be much of a price. I'd say he'd be certainly odds on, maybe four to five, four to six, but we want to look at sticking into doubles. You know, if you're going, trying to get something to beat it, maybe something to run into a place or betting without it, but I'd be very confident of winning. I'm just seeing on my screen here that on this particular website, racingpost.com, that Monkfish is down for this race, the horse he we were talking about. That, he won't be going. Okay. If he did, would he have a chance? Two days in a row, no. No. <laughs> well, no. The only way, no, unless something, if, unless he falls at the first uh, on Wednesday and then has to go on Thursday, that's the only thing. But he won't be going, no. It'll be... And then by Allen is as Mick. This it should be two to seven, in my opinion, not four to six. He's, he's nothing to beat here. Once he stands up, he's he'll win. Excellent, excellent. Uh, he he's probably the horse I'd have most confidence in throughout the uh, throughout the festival. Whenever I see him run, it's just it's easy against anyone. He's uh, he's yeah. unreal. There was just in the race last year at Cheltenham, just for a few strides after he was about two out. He seemed to just take a bit to get going, but then. Going, yeah, you flew past the last one. Yeah, it's hard to see him making gone. Yeah. Just point him in the right direction. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. Next. First, first of the, the the national lottery races. Then on the the Thursday, the Pretems handicap hurdle, another twenty horse race over three miles with five or six to one the field. So we'll be recommending each way here again. You'll probably get six places with Paddy Powers. Um. There's no guarantee on all these horses running, by the way, today or Thursday and Friday, anything we're given, just keep an eye out because the declarations aren't in yet. But um, Imperial Alcazar is the favourite for England and uh, he won very well last time out. Uh, and then the boss's Oscar's coming over from uh, Ireland, Denise Foster. He's got great form over three miles and uh, he'll be he'll definitely be there, thereabouts in it, to be placed. Um, but I like Come On Teddy here. At ten to one, he won at Cheltenham in uh, November or December. I remember him winning over three miles, so he has course form. And last time out, he was toured to Imperial Alcazar, who's the favourite for this. But he has eight pound pull with him, and on better ground, I think a ten to one is great each way value. So that'll be my each way tip. And the boss's Oscar will definitely be in the first three or four as well. Talk to me about you know what I mean, Harry. I know he has a great talent and potential what about this race but it's just not suiting him he's 33 to 1 here ah sure he's a great horse he's he was going back three or four years ago he'd be he'd be going for the the stairs hurdle over three miles the grade one but uh he's getting on in age now i think he's 11 he did win a race this year believe it or not which he's a good old battler but a handicap a cavalry charge a hustle and bustle like that i mean It'd be like me trying to play football against you lads. As soon as I get one shoulder, I'll give up, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, a soft horse. Don't go near him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I noticed he was also carrying second top weight there. The boss's Oscar carrying top. Yeah. Uh, so, would the yeah. boss's Oscar be far better than you know what I mean, Harry? At this, at this stage, I'm sure he would be, but yeah. it'd be my chance for the race, the boss's Oscar. Yeah. I fancy for it, but uh, it's uh, it's unlikely he's he's been placed nine times out of his last ten runs. is Oscar, you know, so he's um he's very very steady now. He has big weight to carry, but mm. I, I reckon he'll be right in the shake up. Right in the shake up, so a definite three way from them stats. Certainly be a place spot horse. Yeah, place oh, yeah. horse. If you can get a place spot on. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, yeah. okay. come on, yeah, move on. Ryanair make it tough one, tough one. Yeah, it, it, it is, but I have a reasonably strong fancy. Now we have to disregard his last run where he was pulled up uh, at Leperstam for Min. Um, he performs well over ch- around Cheltenham in general, and by and large, he's a very good jumper. And I, I, I think he, I think he's priced around five or six to one. Uh, is that right, right, Charlie? Yeah, six, uh, six to one. But. Uh, I'd be reasonably confident. Now, there's plenty in it. Like Melon will probably come second again, or second or third to be placed in that. You know, there, there's a, a, a um, Baku de Dairies will probably run a decent race for what's it called, your man O'Brien. But I wouldn't trust Sam Crow. So I, I'd stick with Min on that one. Yeah, he won last year. Sorry, he won that race last year, Min, and he's won three it, Grade it, Ones. Yeah. So, oh, he's the class horse by a mile, you know. But uh, yeah. It's a hard race to win. Mm. Mm. But he's, like, he's six to one at the moment, so 
if you get three or four yeah, places, you could back him each way even. Yeah, had he not um, underperformed in that race at Leopardstown where he pulled up, you know, he'd yeah. be probably reasonably warm favourite, you know. He would, would be it worry? Would it worry is that he's the oldest horse in the race? Well, Willie Mullen said that earlier on, he's 10, but he's had little or no races and he's he reckons he's very fit. And so that wouldn't bother him. I heard him earlier on saying that. I'd be worried when you see a horse 10, but Willie's confident um, he'll be banged there. But I'm going to go for Mr. Fisher at 8-1. to one. I think he's got a great chance. He was a great hurdler last year. And I thought he was a hot favourite for the Paddy Power Chase in November, if Mick remembers. And I thought he was a good thing. And the, the ground was so heavy he just couldn't go on it and then he he bolted up since uh, on better ground so he, i always thought he was a class horse so but definitely men will be hard to beat mr fisher but won't be far away okay okay and i know there's no mention of aloe at all well if you've seen his well i was going to say if you've seen his run first time out of punchestown i couldn't see because it, it was so foggy but uh, I think I, I, the race was over and I made a cup of tea and was sitting back town before he finished. So I don't understand how a horse can do that and then just, you know, win, come and get better to win this race. If he does, it'll be some training feat, but sure, who knows? And you're very quick at making tea marks. I certainly am, yeah. <laughs> right, Mick, this is one where you want to make money. Well, <laughs> you have to win it. I won't be even watching any other horses this race far. Uh, far. Um, I suppose you have to forgive him his ruling this this race last year, but he did test. There was some problem with him, some like his heartbeat or something like that after the race last year. But if you forgive him for that, like his form is actually very good, even for for uh, for this year. His uh, um, he seems to be back to maybe not quite his best, but close enough to it. And I think particularly with, if Tyne Hill was still in it, I'd be a bit more. Shaky about it, maybe, but he's gone, so I'd be reasonably confident to pace Clark. You know, he's one of these horses that he often goes through a stage of the race where he looks to be in trouble, but then gets going again and, you know, often wins quite well at the line. But uh, he's about two to one or so, and, you know, I'd say that's about his chance of winning it. Yeah. 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 He does, does seem to be heavily backed, uh, especially since Time Hill has dropped out. Uh, like, everyone was jumping on him second time Hill was gone, second news came in. Uh, but I'm, I'm noticing a lot of great horses in here, uh, like, despite those two. Everyone was talking about it, like, it's two-horse race, but, you know, uh, Roxana, like, it's the story. It's, good. it's a good chance, yeah. Storyteller. Like, Storyteller's form is uh, either first or second all the way. I, I don't know the greatest of the races, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, well, it's a good, there is some good horses, Sean, you're right. And they know powers are paying four places. And Paisley Park will, you know, he'll be he'll be under pressure, but he'll be staying on. So definitely thinking each way on something just in case. Uh, Roxana's not going in that race. He's going tomorrow in the uh, in the um, Mayor's Hurdle against Concertista. So he's out. So um, so again, maybe betting without the Fav. I think you get a good good value. I don't particularly fancy it in the race. I hope. Uh, if I want Etten to win, I'd be hoping that uh, Paisley Park wins. He's a great horse and he has a great owner. So that's the one I'd be cheering on. Everything else has question marks over it. Okay, unanimous decision then. Okay, good. We're on to the next one. I'll put it in the account. In the place pad on the lucky 15. Right, so we move on then to the... I think, what have we got next? The uh, Mayor's Hurdle, is it? Paddy Power Plate. Oh, the Paddy Power Plate, yes. The, that used to be known as the... What was that race? It was a different name, Mick, hadn't it? For years and years. Uh, the Close Brothers Chase, that's what it was called. That's why I get confused when I see it. It's been renamed, but um, two and a half mile handicap chase, wide open, six or seven to one the field. Um, by the way, just a horse we haven't mentioned yet, and I don't know what race he's running in, the Shunter. Uh, he's, en- he's entered in about five races. Yeah. Uh, he's going for a €100,000 bonus if he wins. So I want to wish him the best of luck. He's an Irish horse. I just don't know where he's going to turn up. No one seems to know yet. But uh, you'll see him in the betting. So keep an eye on him during the week to see where he goes. Um, But this race, wide open again. Um, Far class, I think, will be banged there for uh, Denise Foster. He was uh, placed in the Paddy Power Chase at Christmas. And then he was toured in a big race at the Dublin Festival. He's a 
great old horse and a two and a half might need a little bit further he's going to be banged there so i wouldn't uh rule him out and uh one of my old we haven't really given many outsiders to our punters so we'll old grangewood 20 to 1 and i think fanny ann destraval is 20 to 1 as well if either of them run they'd be worth a little each way but uh, i'd be going for a fair class but keep keep an eye on those two each way five places for the those who want an outsider for a couple of euro yeah, he's got he won well last time out. The only thing that puts me off him, that's just me personally. He's had about nine runs this year. I don't like horses that yeah. seem to be running all the time, you know, especially in a big handicap chase like this. But he is he's favourite, so he won't be he's not favourite for nothing, but uh who knows, you know, I mean I'm not a millionaire, so <laughs> not yet anyway. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, would you be interested at all looking like immediately at the form of a horse? Would you take that into account? Because it seems like uh, Umbregado is like one of the last three races he was in. Uh, you know what's uh, what would put you off him? Um, the fact that he only ran about ten days ago, um, and he it was a two and a half mile race his first time, and it was a tough hill race on soft ground. I seen the race, um, but. He, yeah, and the the leader actually tried to run out at the last, so he wouldn't have won only for that. But uh, very impressive getting three in a row. Just just be worried that maybe you know it's coming too soon for him. That's all I'd be worried about. Mm, okay, okay, because um, it, again, it's just an open another each way, another each. Ah, way, it's really. wide open each way. Definitely, you get five or six places. Don't be thinking anything else but each way. That's your specialty. Yeah, well, it's my new thing after forty years of losing money. <laughs> uh, all right, a confidence has dropped in our listeners. Be reasonable. I know, and I'm actually making money since I've started betting each way. You know. That's yeah. Uh, well, uh, move, before we keep talking about how much we're going to lose, and let's talk about how much we're going to win. Around to the next one with uh, the four fifteen. Uh, oh, yeah. it's another. It's a mare, another mare's. Yeah, and uh, just a new race that was put in a couple of years ago. It's for the the second class mares, I suppose as you call them. The mares hurdle on Tuesday's the big one. Um, this is wide open. Just I'll throw in a statistic. Seeing though Mick got one in earlier on, that this race has been run for the last five years. It's a new race at Cheltenham, and every year it's been won by Willie Mullins. So that's one to note. Uh, he's got three in it this year again, and they're all good. Hook up. Galloway and Glens of Antrim, and then there's a uh, a couple of Irish horses, Rosie Hollow and Royal Callahan. It's definitely going to Ireland. This one, I can't see any, anything else winning it. And I'm going to stick with Willie to make it six in a row with Glens of Antrum at seven to one. I backed him at fourteen to one last week. He's now seven to one. The money's down from. He's he's hasn't won a race yet, but he's been second in some twice in class races. And this fella's going to love this hill at Cheltenham at seven to one. Let's look at Mark. Rosie's Hollow, uh, in it myself. Um, it's funny, uh, the last time I was looking at the Breton on it, it was a longer price than Royal Cahalla, even though he beat him Royal Cahalla the last time they met. You know, it seemed, um, yeah, that's the, the, you know, it was, it was the same, same as kind of weights. And well, I, I would go for Rosie's Hollow, I really didn't probably go to Ireland, but I would go with uh, Rosie's Hollow, yeah, yeah. It, it nearly sounds like an area down in Rush Golf Club, doesn't it? Look, we're making it sound easier. I seen that race, Rosie's Hollow beat Royal Callaghan, Galloway was toward and Mighty Blue was fort, and he jumped brilliantly and he outbattled them. And I didn't think any of them would reverse the form. I agree with you, I think he's the yeah. danger to Glens of Antrim, definitely. Forecast. If um, if uh, Royal Cahalla is entitled to be favourite, I think Rose's Hollow will end up in front of him at a better price. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Eleven to two, he is. It's much better value. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, so I'll yeah. go with Rose's yeah. Hollow there anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. And we're on to the last race. Last so. one, yeah. We've we'll, we'll we got to get a move on. We've one more day to go, have we? So this this is a three mile two handicap chase. Um, normally this is for the amateurs. Unfortunately, they're not allowed to travel to Cheltenham this year because of COVID. So this will allow all the professional jockeys on board. I, some of these horses mightn't run. So, some of them uh, might not. But look, I, I give you two for the race anyway. You, you can decide yourselves. Hold the note, eight to one. Uh, he has Cheltenham farm. And Shantu Flyer, uh, who was toured in the Hunter's Chase last year at Cheltenham, is 12 to one. They both love good ground. It'll be dry by Thursday. And each way, I think they'll be good value. Yeah, I think Shantou Flyer could be the one. Borough Mark um, was going through. I think I, I, I'd, I'd side with him now on it. Um, he's certainly at 12 to 1. I, I reckon he'd be definitely placed. 
So I yeah, think good value. Yeah, six play, five or six places. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it, it only that price because there's so many horses in the race? If like that's that all. Has... Yeah, there'll be twenty horses in it. Yeah. Very open race, one way or the other. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because they do say uh, with Thursday on on Tuesday and Wednesday when you make the money, and Thursday and Friday are the days you give the money back. So, uh, John, you don't give the money back. <laughs> Not at all. No, nah, Mick hasn't lost in about four years, so he's doing well. Keep it. But he normally has six or seven points on him when he picks a winner, so it's slightly different yeah. tonight. Yeah. Maybe that's. <laughs> Unless he's drinking now, are you? <laughs> Just about to start. <laughs> Well, that, that's, uh, that's kind of record that gets you on podcasts talking about this sort of thing. So uh, <laughs> let's move on to Friday. Yeah. Friday, last yeah. day. Try and forward Mick. Again, I thought I had the winner of this back, Dante Post, only for him to be taken out. It's a horse called Duffelcoat, um, who I backed 33 to 1 for about some time ago. But uh, uh, there was rumours that Elliot had said before before he got the chop himself, he had said that he got a bit of a knockback and he may or may not back get back for it but um he had been unbeaten and he in fact he had beaten that horse uh at Adagio when they met at Cheltenham and you know he's well fancied for it. I think he's about seven or eight to one. Mm. So I was quite happy with my bet but what's done is done. Uh, I think as it's coming down now I think i will have to side not very original but with the with the favourite Zana here in it. Uh, 13 day could turn out to be quite a, a decent price on them in the, in the wind up. Being a Tritonic, was really about his flat form mm-hmm. and that, but I, I still think Santa here, from what I've seen of the two of them running over herds, I think he'd be the one. Mm. Yeah, like... Sorry to be beating dead horse here, but what do you two punters actually think of the whole uh, Gordon Edward thing? It was nice but at the same time, it, it was, it was, you know, if, if social media wasn't around, it wouldn't be such a, a windstorm either, you know, but it wasn't nice what he did. No, and he got punished, and it was a fair punishment, and uh, he'll be back, and that's it. No comment. Just on that Troy and Fordle, by the way, like, I just... There's obviously these Zanahir and Tritonic are so good, they frightened away everybody. There's normally, I think there's normally 15 or 16 runners in this race every year. There's only going to be seven I heard on Friday, so that's bizarre. But Mick is right, Zanahir and Tritonic. Uh, I think between... on ratings, I think Zanahir comes out a few pounds ahead of them, but um, you know, it's yeah, he, was, he looks he looks very special and quick yeah. quick Quillis, what's it? Quilixios is another one there from yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been yeah. moved to Henry, Henry the Bromhead, isn't it? But uh, I think Zana here, Tritonic, I've seen that win win twice. Uh, I just don't know. It's a bit obviously I think yeah, Zana here be much better at defences and, and uh, should beat him, but it's not a banker, but he's definitely uh, one to beat in that race. One for a lucky fifteen, maybe rather yeah. than a killer. That's it. Yeah, now yes, that sounds like it. Never okay. Like Come on. <laughs> another one of these uh, ones I, I get lumped with, the County Hurdle, another 20-horse, two-mile handicap. Uh, they'll be going like greyhounds at the start here to, to try and get a, a lead. I think uh, thing about this race is there's only two hurdles in the last seven furlongs, if you, I think, Mick, if you remember that. I remember jumping the second last 10 lengths clear one year, one year and I said, yes, I have it. And Jay's took them another three minutes to finish. So don't get excited if you're leading coming to the last. <laughs> but uh, it's absolutely wide open. And the problem with this race is you'll have a lot of novices from Ireland coming over that have never ran in handicaps. So they could be anything. You know, I've seen this every year. So it's not a race I, I like. Uh, Nick Skelton has, or not Nick Skelton, Dan Skelton, you were talking about earlier on, Shani. Yeah. He's a great record in this race. I think he's won it three times in the last five years. And he'll have the favourite third time lucky. At seven to one, and I was listening to him earlier on, and he said seven to one was a crazy price. He should be half of that, so he's very confident on him. Um, I'll be back in Champagne Gold each way if he runs. Um, he finished second in the the big hurdle at Leopardstown there in February. He was uh, he was only beaten a half a length, and he was toured at Christmas as well. So he's a good two mile handicap hurdler. He's a good each way value at twelve to one, but I wouldn't be doing more than two or three euro each way in this race. Very tough. Yes, Mick has an opinion. Well, I, I'm a, not a strong fancy, but I have a fancy uh, in it all right. If we knew the result of, which people will know by the time they listen to this, of the Triumph or the um, Supreme Novices Hurdle, if Appreciate It wins it very easily. Blue Lord was second to him, so I think it was third to him in uh, Leopardstown, beat about six lengths. If Appreciate It is as good as we think he is, 
I'd say Blue Lord should have a right chance here. It's about seven or eight to one. Mm. Well, I I don't like to go against my, my good friend, but uh, Blue Lord is nine to one to win the Supreme Novices Hurdle tomorrow against Appreciated, so he won't be going uh, on Friday, He's just to let you know. I thought he's going in this one instead. No, no. Ruby, Ruby tipped him to, to finish ahead of uh, Appreciated tomorrow, believe it or not. Are you serious? Yeah. So he's going to the first race tomorrow. He's going to the first race tomorrow. And Willie Mullins thinks he'll be in the first three as well tomorrow at 9-1. to But that's a, that's a tip for Shawnee and Valo because no one else will get that before Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the price is ours. <laughs> well, yeah, there are some serious horses that uh, that would nearly be not known as veterans, but like building up Buttercup. Like, what, what's happened to him? He used to be unstoppable for a while. Yeah, he's a good and, horse. Uh, yeah, it's a mare. Like, she's a mare. I, I, yeah, um, she's a good old mare, but nah, I, it's a wide open race. There's a lot of young horses. I think seven-year-olds win this every year, six or seven-year-olds, if you look at the stats. So I think Builder, as you, Johnny said, she's getting on a bit. So uh, I think a younger horse will win this with a good handicap, Mark. Uh, Build me a buttercup is seven, would you believe? Is that all? Yeah. And you said she was old. Uh, I was uh, going on to Petty Mouchoir for that one. <laughs> that's, uh, that's 10. But you know what? Petty Mouchoir is uh, one of my favourite horses. Uh, he, always, he, he always runs in the champion hurdle, so he's going to have a go at this. He's think he's 25 to 1. If you, if you fancy him, Sean, he'd be worth a little each way. All right. Keep, keep my mind. Okay. Well, maybe our listeners might have a little ponder with it too. I thought uh, Deffy the Soy was your favourite horse ever, to be honest. I think you mentioned that before. No, one of my favourites, I said, yeah. Oh, one of your favourites. Okay, you want to get okay. into favourites, um, it was a stairs hurdle on Thursday. If he runs, um, little rocker fella, Mick. Oh, yes. <coughs> what a horse, lovely little horse. I, I'd He's try it if she won, but she's 50 to 1. So, But they're, yeah. they're the horses you remember from the past. Mm. I, yeah, I, I saw a little <laughs> rock fella here and there. Uh, wasn't really worth bringing it up. You can see, you can see little Rockefeller's trying every race, but uh, you know, it's, it's getting, not it's it's getting not old. Happened. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm yeah. That, I'm surprised that Blue Lord is taken on, uh, appreciated again. As a song race at Leperstown, he was beaten fair and square by the six lengths a lot far. But... And he was, yeah, he was. But if you if you actually listen to Willie Mullins today, which is just if to listen to these things, sometimes you know I would have said the exact same. He's no chance. But apparently they put him over two miles five, and he got completely outpaced. And then when they put him back to the two-mile race against Appreciated, the horse ran, according to Willie, as if he was in a stairs race and got going too late. So they've trained him over the last few weeks to be running faster. So he'll be with only seven or eight runners, he said. You watch watch him. All right. Okay, okay. Interesting. Interesting. At this stage, we're giving every horse in every race. every. (laughs) 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 can't lose. Right, we move on to the Albert Bartlett, three miles and this race last year produced Monkfish and Time Hill. If you remember, first and second, and they're two exciting horses. So it, it brings out uh, some from great horses. Uh, Statler and Fakira, I think, are the favourites. Willie Mullins and Denise Foster. They finished second and toured to Galliard de Mesnil, who's running against um, Bob Ollinger on Wednesday in the fourth race, so keep an eye on Galliard. But these two boys finished, were both staying on well, and uh, looked like they need the three miles. My only memory of this is, I think I've fallen for this for the last three years, I've watched that race at Leopardstown, and that's ran on and toward and forward, I've backed, and they finished nowhere. Um, but Mick might have an opinion on this race. I'm going for a horse called Toriograph, who's only had two runs, and absolutely bolted in last time out, drained by Denise Foster as well. And uh, nobody's been talking about this one, and I think it's six to one. It could be the dark horse uh, to win this. And it's Mick has anything to add, have you? Yeah, nothing not huge. I just have a fancy for uh, Paul Nichols' joke, um, Barbados books. Might be as much because he might be related to big books as anything else. But um, I think yeah, he's, he's won three good races in a row. He's a good one. Yeah, he won't be far away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that would be my, but not a strong opinion on it, but that would be my selection for it. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. The big race. The Gold Cup. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Now let's get talking. Now it's serious stuff. (laughs) I backed backed Santini in this last year and um, he was beaten, beaten about, I think it was beaten in the neck. That's all. By Alvin Foto. And the the betting on them this year, like it's, um, what, 
about five to two and twelve to one, something like that is the difference in the betting for for that. But um, I've never actually backed Alvin Photo. Well, he doesn't run that often. I think he runs in some race down in Tremor and then comes out for a gold cup. But I've never actually backed him. And no other reason maybe than that, I'm not going to start now. So I'll be probably I'll be doing um, Santini most likely if there's betting without Alvin Photo or do him each way. Very good, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, Albion Photo's going for the hat-trick and every year I say the same, he's not going to win. Um, this is, to me, this is, I don't know what it is about me, I don't, and shouldn't be saying this on air, but I've never backed the winner of the Gold Cup in the last 10 years, so whatever tip I give you, back it to lose. Just remember that. I don't know what it is about the Gold Cup, I just can't get the winner of this race. Uh, watch out for this Royal Pagel. He's uh, absolutely bolting in every time and I can't believe he's going for the Gold Cup as, an, as a novice I remember a novice winning at Cooney Gray Cooney Gray was it Cooney Gray, yeah. one a few years ago um, he'll be uh, if, he's got a chance but it's not a race I back the winner in but I will be backing his champ uh, he, he'll be flying up the hill at the end and uh, that's the one for me so go out now and back it to lose I'm to jump cleanly the whole way around yeah yeah but it's it's, it's it's not a race yeah well, let me just paint you a picture. If it's lashing rain in Cheltenham, it's flooded nearly. Yeah. And it's Native Rivers Day. It's feeling like it. Yeah. Would you even give it a shout at 14 to 1? Yes, he'd, have, he'd definitely finish second to Royal Pagale if the going is heavy. <laughs> he needs heavy as well. Native River the year he won the Gold Cup, all yeah. right. But uh, having said that, um, a bit of softening the gun would be no problem to Santini either. You know, no. let's say he doesn't have much speed, but just plug it in on. But he was only, I'd say he was only a neck down last year. It's and uh, the difference in the price is not going to rain. Ball. It's not going to rain again between now and next Sunday anywhere in Ireland or England. So there's no point in dreaming. <laughs> they might water. They might water, yeah, but if they want it, it want to be some amount of water. <laughs> <laughs> Um, would Eklutar uh, press impress you at all? Oh, God, I, I don't. Yeah, I always thought he was a two and a half mile horse. I couldn't believe it when he got up to win at uh, Leperstown. I was over the Christmas Mick, was it? Or the, yeah, uh, the big chase at Leperstown. He stayed on really well that day. I thought the jockey hit him about 15, 20 was, times, but I mustn't have. Boy looked to have it won, wasn't it? Yeah, Kenboy should have won. That's right. Yeah, remember that was your horse. Yeah, look, three miles, one and a half. It's a long old trip, and uh, I just don't know. It's just a tough old race. It's, things horses can improve dramatically, you know. Um, you're right. He's not out of it, Johnny. I think himself, Champ, Albion, Photo, and maybe one or two. It just there could be five of them, you know. Yeah, but each year we say Albion Photo won't win, and he's one of the. If he wins at Fair and Square, he'll he'll equal best mate with the three Gold Cups. But yeah, there's no there's no big tip here from either of us. I think we're just there our own fancies. But uh, I think for the Gold Cup, most people go with what they think on the day. You know. Yeah, yeah, they're really bad for like a tipping program. I will oh, just yeah. see on the day. <laughs> I wouldn't be putting it in a lucky 15 or anything, no. Santini <laughs> at whatever it is, 12 to 1, isn't it, in the first four? You'll probably get first four places on the Gold Cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's get away from the Gold Cup before we fill up the heads of our listeners with more uncertainty. Uh, so, <laughs> we got... Three to go. We, we have the Fox Hunters Chase. What do you think? Mick, that's you. Do you know uh, anything about that? Yeah, well, my my choice for is um, and the Bulldog's horse. Uh, I'll be still in the race, Mark. Uh, uh, Stecker Wallace. Stecker Wallace 11. is yeah, going nine to one. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't have a, a start. This is a, a very tricky kind of race. You can have you know, skating off in front and you know. Just stay there in effect, but uh, Bulger is good in these type of races, and you know, I had a chance with him. Yeah, every time I go for it, Sean, you go ahead. Uh, uh, every time I back to Hazel Hill, it's actually won for me, but I'm only seeing now that like Hazel Hill is 13 years of age. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and this, this, the hunters are normally old horses anyway, a lot of them are, you know, because they've they've packed in the. The national hunt jumping and gone hunter chasing so 
the only thing with this race is every year it's uh, it's amateurs mr and miss whatever you know the amateurs the ride and they're not allowed there this year so normally that's where you get a lot of horses running off at mad speeds and yeah. find it hard to come from behind but with the all the top jockeys to be on board this year you probably expect the fab one of the fabs to win you know i don't see an outsider winning but the hazel hills a good old yeah i think he's won about 10 times and uh, he'd be good each way if you get four places but as Mick said, I think we're, we're looking at Bill Away, Bob and Co, and maybe Stocker Wallace. But definitely one of the favourites to win it, I'd say, because the, the top jockeys are on board. Again, just looking at the difference in the prices there on it, Mark, the, the Bill Away is give or take 5 to 2. Mm. Uh, Stocker Wallace is plus enough to 10 to 1. When the Method Nace, there was only two lengths between them. You know? Yeah. Yep. You know, and... you know, in, that, in that type of race, two lengths is very, very little. You know, one dodgy jump and it'll make up more than that and it will and Bill Away gets outpaced I've seen him he's, he's, he, yeah, so he looks like he's beaten and then he comes again so yeah. you're right it's the thing you have to kind of look out for that uh, that always tells me about it's about getting value out of your bet as well you know if they are actually worth that price because uh, like you could go and favour all you want like Monkfish and like one to two but like is, is it actually going to win like is it that likely to win yeah. are you sure yeah well, they're never sure in racing. It's a chase, so so he could fall, or something could fall in front of him. But what we're saying is, if he stands up, and if in other words, if he jumps the last, he'll be winning. You know. Yeah. So, but that's that's racing. There's there's going to be five or six good things this week, and one of them's going to get beaten. We don't know which one. You know, it was Annie Power a few years ago, if you if you remember, and it was Deffy Desire last year. So. Yeah, yeah one. There's always one. Yeah. There's always ones, but you know, like. Unless you're a big punter, we're 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 all, we're all here now just for a bit of fun and a few small bets. We'd be doing a few doubles and trebles, you know. Yeah. We're, we're not telling anyone here to put a thousand euro on a horse. It's just a couple of fivers and tenors and two euros. That's it. Have yeah. a bit of fun more than become a millionaire. I remember. Uh, I remember Andy Power falling. Uh, do you remember any controversy over that fall? Do you think it was? Uh... At the time we did because uh, we were all waiting on him for an accumulator and I called Ruby every name under the sun and Willie Mullins every name under the sun after the race. <laughs> but it was only about a year later when I got the true story that the sun was so low that there was a shadow on the fence about a yard before the fence and the horse seen the shadow and jumped too early and that's all it was. Simple as that. I think anyway, if someone's going to pull a horse, I'm not saying they ever do, but if they were going to pull a horse, <laughs> the place you do it after preparing no, no, for a year. No, no, no. <laughs> people will say everything, but no, the horse just jumped too early. That's it. It's going too quick. I'd say very few lads that had the one that was in second at the time said that, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, second well, last race the Paddy Martin Pipe Conditional Handicap Hurdle. This oh, is, a, is it? Is it the mayor's chase? Is oh, that's the last half. race, the mayor's Mick. Yeah, yeah. you've got yeah. There's the is mayor's it, chase before that, isn't there? It's actually the best named race, I think. Of it. It's a race, Mrs. Paddy Power mayor's oh, chase. Oh, that's the one. Yeah, that's a new race, isn't it? It, it, it is, but I, I think the values are kind of gone. But I still stick with uh, Ellie May for uh, Mullins. Yeah. Six, six to four at the moment. Won't be, won't be, won't be, won't be beaten. Trebles. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be surprised that's me. You won't get 6-4 to four on Thursday. I take it now if you're doing the treble, you know? Yeah. Uh, because uh, Cool Reavy is not going to run I here at the second favourite. Okay. Again, another unanimous call. I like it. Oh, yeah. That's a, no, that's a good, that's one for your troubles and trebles, definitely. Yeah. And you get left them at the hardest race of the week. Is the Martin this Pipe. the race for the shunter, Mark? The shunter? No, I think from what I'm hearing, the shunter will go in the Coral Cup or maybe... A chase, but I don't know, Mick. You, you could be right. He, they might leave him until the last minute to give him time to rest. Yeah, it's a very hard race he won last time out yeah. on heavy ground. So the longer they leave it, the fresher he'll be. You could be right. You know, just watch the shunter wherever he goes because he's a he's a good old horse and if he, he gets a hundred thousand pound bonus if he wins. You know. Yeah, yeah. But this race is very. Like it's it's not on to ten to five on Friday. Like just something like fifty eight runners here at the moment in front of me. So who knows what's going to run? You know. Like, uh, if gentleman delay, if that runs, that'll be favoured. That's Willie Mullins. He, he's been laid out for this race. Gentleman the me, he'd be about three to one, but I don't know anything about him. Um, and Langer Dan, I think he bolted up on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So he's up yeah. for a hundred grand bonus as well, I think, isn't he, for winning the period that, that race. So if he gets in, they're very worried that his, his, his weight is so low he won't get in. 
uh, he'd have a chance. But uh, what I'll give you here is one for me uh, after I heard Gavin Cromwell talking about him. Uh, Gabby Nacko, G-A-B-Y-N-A-K-O. He's 10 to 1. I'm going to give that each way if that runs. Uh, Gavin Cromwell fancies it big time. Yeah, I'll go against you this one, Mark. I'm going with the shunter. I'm taking that this is the race. I had maybe wrongly assumed this is the race he was going to be kept uh, hard for. Yeah. What you're saying, the extra days after that. There was, uh, where was that? I think it was Kelso he won, wasn't it, for um, one of the last time. But the more rest he had, the more rest. But oh, yeah, agree. The more rest, the better. And that's that, that wouldn't be the hardest race of the, the week. You know, it'd be a better race for him to win, you know? Yeah, worth 100,000. The prize money in the races doesn't really come into it then, you know? No, no. Just to win, to win at Cheltenham, like, like your horse is going to do in nine years' time. Oh, can't comment, can't comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's like, so your your that Friday, I suppose. What's the the banker today on the Friday? Um, mine is Tory Graph at six to one in the two thirty. The Albert Bartlett. Yeah, but mine will be in the very first race. Um, Zanahir. Zanahir, yeah. Yeah. So that's more or less it. That's nearly our. Yeah. I think you only paid us for an hour, Shani. So, unless <laughs> you're putting us on overtime, are you? I'll, I'll just squeeze in a few last uh, questions of just specials I saw uh, on Paddy Power. Uh, the yep. Yep. I saw a bet for uh, Paul Town and uh, Spide to Four to have six plus winners. Do you think that's very possible? Good value. Six winners or more for Paul Town and. Uh, yeah. Well, the only thing was. I'm not putting a damper on it. Uh, it. That includes Tuesday, so our our punters won't hear about that till Wednesday. It's probably be too late for them. But uh, for yourself and Valo, I suppose six six winners. It could be a bit of interest in that because Shack on. Also, we've got Shack on Monkfish, uh, Kilcrout. Maybe it's that three. Uh, appreciated for my God. Uh, Cool. What's your man tomorrow? Uh, Mick and the Mayor's Hurdle, the favourite concert, Chester or something as well. Yeah. And he has that one in the the last race we were just talking about there, Eddie May. Yeah, there's six winners straight away for him if they all win, and that's without his other 15 rides. So, But I know they're not all going to win. <laughs> It'd be a bit of interest. It'd give you a bit of excitement, you know, for the week. Yeah. What price is it, Johnny? Uh, five to four. Five to four, yeah, well, yeah, bit, bit of value, you know what I mean? Same Willie Mullins is uh, eight to 15 to train seven winners or more. That's another one that'd have a chance. You could do a little double there, maybe, and uh, you get three to one. Before the week starts, the one for um, to have 17 or more Irish trained winners, you know, it's it's very possible. And if you don't want to be betting in every race, at least it's an interest in the race, then you're watching it. Yeah, that even money. Yeah, if the ground was soft, they would have said they'd have 20 winners at least, you know. When the, the quicker the ground gets later on the week, they, they might get a few shocks, but uh, even money's a good price as well. Yeah, there's little bits of interest there, you know, like yeah. to keep you entertained. Um, yeah. But look. yeah, there's a there's another bet I saw uh, that would keep you entertained for the whole week. That the aggregate of the total winner distance would be over 110 lengths. So all the winners added up, uh, that'd be six to four. Six to four. Yeah. Over for uh, over the 28 races. Yeah. Well, Shishkin's going to win by 35, 40 lengths. So that's <laughs> going to make it make it easy, and yeah, that's a good start. But if he's going tomorrow. So there's 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 one for you already. It's that's a it's a funny one there. Yeah, a lot of these handicaps will only have a length in them. I'd say yeah. two lengths. Yeah. It's 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 a tough call, you know. But there is a couple of small fields of so a few fallers and something gets away. But I can't see. I know if I owned the horse and it was twenty lengths coming clear at the last, I'd be telling the jockey to ease it down, not to keep going, you know. Yeah. So, but, yeah, they're all interesting bets. Just. It's, you lads like all those spread betting with your football bets, I suppose, all that kind of stuff. That's where you're talking, Shani, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You make her just into hard drinking and straight wins. Yeah. So that's it, you know? None of that messing. Mark, it's a bit like saying not how many corners there'll be in a soccer match, you know? It's, that's it, not at all. I, wouldn't even have a, I don't even know what a corner is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like American football, yeah, as well. What do you call it? A safety. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was something you put to hold your trousers up, a safety spin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. right, Sean, right. you have some football news for us. Have you or something before we go? Yeah, for uh, the road to a thousand, uh, was going to have to start again because of the apology at the start of this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's called it? So we're going to have to start two euro again <laughs> and uh, try to make our way to a thousand because 
Again, Mallow. Uh, yeah, Mallow, do you have any picks for that? Uh, just so that you can't rob any of mine, I want you to go first this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might take a minute because I'm only looking into picks now. But let me just look into what this Man City team is doing because uh, they're in pretty good form. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to start pinning me like that, I'm just going to uh, pick something really low so you can... <laughs> We're going to start a little... Start a little war between us and whoever goes first. Um, yeah. Do you have actually someone in mind? I should have been looking at this while the tips are being given. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll run you through. Yeah, all right. Well, to divert pressure, I could just let uh, one lads do it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Football at the weekend? Yeah. Of, uh... Craw- Crawley to win away to Barrow. That's the nap. <laughs> Is that, is Put that, that near really the accumulator. Really <laughs> I studied all afternoon to, to throw one in. Mick told me to be football talk, so crawl your way to Barrow on Saturday. That's my tip in the second division. All right, I bagged you that one. All right, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> what price is that, Mark? What price is it? Uh, ten, evens are eleven to ten, I think. Yeah. Uh, sure, the, we just we just do that one, Ballot. Only double it. What uh, league is? Division two. <laughs> Crawley. I, I've been following Crawley. I think they've they, they started the season uh, bottom of the table, just coming up to Christmas, and I think they've rattled off about twelve wins in the last fourteen games. And if I'm not mistaken, what date is Saturday the twentieth, isn't it? Just it looking is. at them here. Crawley. They're away to Barrow. Let me see. Crawley have uh, one, two, three, four, five. They've won five of the last six games. They've won four of the last five, and uh, Barrow. Barrow won their last two. Ooh, it's <laughs> been interesting. But Barrow are twenty uh, second, so they're fighting there for relic from relegation. And Crawley, I, I'm going to stick with Crawley, eleven to ten. I'll, I'll put them in a put them in a double with uh, something in the Utoxter uh, National on Saturday. <laughs> okay, all right, we're putting Crawley at uh, nine to five. Uh, do we even put in with anything? Because uh, the idea is to get above evens, Mark. So that double oh, sorry, I didn't even know. Oh yeah. no, don't don't say sorry. That that that's brilliant. <laughs> we only need I, one pick. Take that one. Go for that. Sure, come on. All right, we we'll go we go for Crawley Valo. Uh, if you want, I, I went with a few probably safer bets there. I was hoping on, that you yeah. might have a risky one this week, but uh, that one no, mine is risky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want risky. I don't want risky. What? Why is it Valo? Uh, all right, well. I was looking at Hull against Shrewsbury. Uh, Hull are rattling off the wins, and uh, Shrewsbury are not. Uh, they're a bit shit. So that's four to five. Uh, so I thought that was fairly good odds for. Two, three, uh, yeah. for five what wins it is. in a row for Hull, you're right. Uh, uh, and I was thinking, stick that in with a little Leipzig to beat Armenia. And Leipzig, uh, are they still top? I think they might be second now, but uh, Armenia are like second last in the league. Leipzig are winning tons in a row, um, and it's shy odds, but when it goes in with the whole one, uh, I think it f- puts us over even, so thought that was a fairly safe bet as well. Uh, so it's kind of two teams near the top of the table uh, against two teams down the bottom, and yeah, That's, they be uh, my two picks. Leipzig is Friday night, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, was, that, that's, uh, I wouldn't put you off, but Armenia won away to Bayern Leverkusen last week, just to let you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're rubbish. <laughs> now, don't be listening to me, lads. That's your bet football. I don't know the about football. I don't even wind you up. You just go ahead. I went straight to Schalke. <laughs> they were whenever they lose, they lose by a lot. But they're up against Mission Gladbach, who uh, lost like four of their last five games, which is concerning. Very concerning, but you know what? They could bounce back, but um, um, no, yeah. But they're actually a decent side, much in Gladbach. But uh, I think their manager uh announced that he's joining Dortmund in the summer. I think ever since then, they've lost like every game. Oh, that's a problem. Uh, no, I'd, I'd probably be okay with Dortmund, yeah. I'd definitely be okay with Dortmund, actually. Uh, just to rob you again, you know what? Actually, this is your time for redemption, Valo, uh, to put us back on the track. Uh, well, I went with Leipzig, not Dortmund. I did actually look at Dortmund as well, though. Mm. But uh, I felt Leipzig a bit of a safer one. I'll, I'd go with Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst research thing ever. Like, What? Okay. Well, <laughs> I, just, I just want to say, and you know, when, uh, when I hear something good, I just know it. 
Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go with dormant. Yeah, go on, risky, but risky man, that it. sounds good. Yeah. Can I? I have one here. I have one to finish off before we go. Sorry, Shani. Mick loves this. When in, after when you're down in the pub, Mick, on a Friday evening, absolutely wasted after four days of drinking. There's always one bet at Dundalk, am I right? There certainly is at least and, one. And it's Alice Alice Mil, Alice Milligan in the seven thirty at Dundalk on Friday night. It'd be about six or seven to one. Remember that if you have any money left. <laughs> a- Alice Milligan, seven thirty Dundalk on Friday night. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you can probably disregard that Dundalk bet. <laughs> see how see how my tips go for the rest of the week. <laughs> Uh, I'll be honest, fellow. I was writing down uh, like Cheltenham notes all the time. I just couldn't uh, couldn't uh, pick something out. So. <laughs> I, I think Valo's think... Valo's bet sounds good. Go with him. Yeah. <laughs> Every bet that pops up like at all, I'm just like, oh, it actually isn't bad. Because <laughs> uh, we're back to two euro again. I'm feeling no pressure. When we we're betting sixteen, that was pressure, and we did way more research. Maybe maybe that's what we need. Less pressure. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I think we can uh, wrap it up. Well, or... John, just before uh, signing off, could I just make mention of um, there was a tipster competition that ran there from before Christmas right up to last week. And if it, uh, it was people from all over Ireland, there was loads of uh, different people and you've sent in your tips by WhatsApp or whatever. But could I just send a word of congratulations to my nephew, Pori Kelly, down in Offaly, who came forth in that. Uh, very well done, Pori. Well then I'm coming fourth. Uh, stuff. There's only five entries. Yeah. <laughs> and Mick was one of Mick was one of them and he finished behind them. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah. sorry. It's, Thanks, lads. Uh, now I enjoyed that. Yeah. It's been real. Mark, are you okay for the Zoom call with Willie Mullins now? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> we'll be back for Punchestown if you need us. Or entry. And uh Punchers Town or Ranger, and if you want to do the, the, the US Masters in a few weeks, we, we'll talk you through that as well for the golf. I'll, I'll get in touch with your agent. Yeah, and, uh... no problem. No, we know we, we, we've been making money on golf myself and Mick the last few weeks. It seems to be easier, so give us a shout there on that one in, uh, early, in early April, the Masters. Yeah, <laughs> let's not jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, right, lads. Thanks very right, much. Lads, thanks right. for coming on. Best of luck. Hope you all win a few quid. Oh, don't we all? All right. Bye. 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 Bye.